Hello and welcome to Shoot the Hostage. I'm Dan. And I'm Sarah. We're a movie show that delves into a different film each week based around a theme. This season the theme is criminals. Like all good podcasts, this show contains explicit language and mature content, as well as major spoilers for the movie we're covering. So we're back for season two. We are indeed. We're doing criminals this season. Yep. Episode one. Mm-hmm. I'm blaming you for this one. <laughs> That's quite all right. Yeah, this was my choice. Army of the Dead. Yep. Directed by Zack Snyder. Indeed. Who directed the, I was going to say the original, but the 2004 Dawn of the Dead. He did, yeah, which was better than it had any right to be. I like that movie. I think yeah. it's a good movie. Me too. Problem is, it's the same director as Sucker Punch. <laughs> yeah. So I think therein lies the issue. Um, uh, well, there are many issues with Army of the Dead. Yeah. Many. Yeah. And we'll get into it, I'm sure. So how do we want to start this? I mean, I've got a brief synopsis for the uninitiated. All right. Synopsis me. It's very brief, thankfully. So the tagline is always bet on dead. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. Are they mercenaries? Because I, yes. I have, Question mark? I have uh, a list of, I've called them emergency questions, taking okay. a leaf out of Richard Herring's book <laughs> in case we get snuck. But one of my questions is... What are they? Who is Scott Ward? Who is Dave Batista? Right. He's this big old hench guy. Uh-huh. You've just told me he's a mercenary, but I didn't know that until you just told me that on the well, synopsis. You s- don't, don't pin that on me. Because Letterboxd told me and I told you. Because he works in a fast food joint, doesn't he? He flips burgers for a living, yeah. Yeah, and then has 18 other spare hours a day to do press-ups. Uh, presumably, yeah. yeah. Or do steroids. Allegedly. <laughs> oh, this is pure silly conjecture on my part. I love Dave Batista. So they're trying to get back into a zombie-infested Vegas, which has been walled off with shipping containers yep. somehow. That's an emergency question. I mean, less the less said about the how and the why, yeah. the better with this film. But they're trying to get back into Vegas to yep. steal some money from a bank vault. Yep, the Gotadamarung. What's that? That's the name of the safe. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, well done. And I only remember that because we also watched Army of Thieves. Mm. Yeah, so... Zombie movie in Vegas. Zombie what heist could go movie. Wrong? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think the problem was that okay, so I was really excited for this movie. Me too. I couldn't wait for it to come out. Loved the two thousand four Dawn of the Dead, as we said. Yep. Zack Snyder, mm, hit and miss for me. Probably mostly miss. Probably more misses, but I enjoy Watchmen. I enjoy the four hour cut of Watchmen. I enjoy uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, the Snyder cut of Justice League was all right, actually. Yeah. I didn't mind that. 300 was okay. I hated Sucker Punch, and I'm not a fan of Watchmen, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, Sucker Punch was was dog shit. Have you ever seen a movie that he did called Legends of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul? No, but I've heard of it. <laughs> the Owls of Gahul. Gahul. Well, I've never heard of that. I thought nobody had ever heard of that movie. It's fun to say. Yeah, Gahul. The Owls of Gahul. <laughs> Yeah, so a bit hit and miss as a director, but nevertheless, I was a huge fan of the remake of the 2004 Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, so hopes were high, naturally. Hopes were high, and yeah, ever since that movie came out, every few years I've been Googling, you know, sequel to that movie, because I think it it did quite well. 
Yeah, um, it did all I right. I think from memory. And I think it's like generally held in quite high esteem by the fans. Like I think it's so. considered one of the better remakes for sure. Yeah, it's it's in the I would say top 10 zombie films released since 2000, I would oh. say. Yeah, 100%, yes. You've got a few in there. Um, Might be yeah. top five for me. Yeah, so ex- expectations were high. Yeah, we watched the trailer together and I remember we were both quite hyped. Yeah, and concept zombie heist movie sounds great. Yeah, heist movies, excellent, yeah. tick. Zombie movies, and tick, I, Vegas, that could be fun. It feels like with that good a concept, it feels like it'd be pretty difficult to screw that up. Because You'd think, wouldn't you? It's a very simple concept <laughs> and you just stick with the simple concept. But yep. then when they're adding in other elements, it just got way too complicated and there were too many questions. That's yeah. why I've got a list of emergency questions. It I've was all- it was definitely far more convoluted than it should have been. Yeah. It's just a heist movie. You, yeah. All we've got to do is just do a heist movie. And mm-hmm. I've got I've got an alternative pitch on on what I thought the movie should have been. But trying to stick for what the movie is at the moment, the first or well, the very first scene is the convoy, isn't it? Is a military convoy and they're yeah. they're they're um they're transporting an asset. But yeah. we don't know what an that asset. is. Yeah, exactly. And we're trying to do WMD metaphors here, aren't we? I mean, I guess so. Yeah. Like my, uh, yeah. one of the first <laughs> notes that I made about the first scene, which doesn't bode well, and I I don't remember if it continued, but the sound at the start was really terrible. Like the levels, right. whoever mastered the levels, need to go back and do a second pass because mm. the background noise was almost as loud as the speech. Right. Okay. It was really distracting. I was struggling to make out what they were saying. Mm. Oh, I didn't didn't notice that, actually. I didn't have any issues with that. But it was a week ago that I saw it, so maybe I'm just forgetting and didn't write it down. But they're transporting a zombie in a safe, basically. Yeah. Just a single-skin safe that apparently, apparently just military operation, right? They <laughs> they had this convoy with this, like, the most deadliest thing ever yeah. um, I, on board. Yeah. Were the people transporting the zombie actually aware of what the asset was or were they in the dark as well? Was it like super I, secret? I, I, I don't know. Who cares? Need to know basis. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Okay. <laughs> um, but they knew that it was very important and yeah. whoever planned this convoy um, hadn't accounted for a car accident apparently. No. Of Wrote, all the things that could have gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have a backup plan, a plan B in mm-hmm. case there was a car accident. I mean, and straight away mistake. But straight away, I'm just like asking these. I shouldn't be asking these questions. No, straight away, I'm just like mm. immediately straight out yeah. of the gate. And obviously, when it comes to films that feature zombies, it, it's kind of cruel to sort of pick them apart on a on the basis of realism. But if you're going to ground it at least a little bit, I don't know, make it make sense. Yeah, I don't need these fantasy horror zombie genres movies to be quote unquote realistic mm. but i need them to feel consistent within their own yeah. groundwork and like the verisimilitude of it that needs to feel like it's part of something yeah or at least playing by the rules that it has yeah, set out exactly yeah. yeah playing by its own rules mm-hmm. whereas i don't know like I, I think the opening scene i was more bothered about the second time i watched it because i knew what the movie was yeah so i, I think on first watch it's like okay well, let's see where this goes but the military don't really come back apart from nuking the las vegas which is the ticking clock at the end of the movie yeah Aside from that, that they really don't have much involvement at all. So I was just a bit curious, like, oh, it's just the setup, is it? And it was a super, the super zombie boy. Yeah, I mean, look, we're going to get into that later, but yeah. I have major issues with the actual zombies themselves in this movie. I'm yeah. a bit of a, I'm not a total Puritan when it comes to zombies, but 
that bothered me. So no, I don't give I don't give a shit. Like make them slow, make them fast. I think if they are dead and they eat people, they're zombies as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. But yeah, so convoy crashes, zombie release, bitey, 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 infection, infection, infection. Let's run to Vegas. Yeah, and then just eat all of the gamblers and turn some of them into zombies, and we've got a zombie infested Vegas, which they they cordon off the whole of it with like. How many shipping containers? I should have done that calculation. How many <laughs> shipping containers do you need to wall off Las Vegas? Because it's a fucking lot. It's a, yeah. I mean, I've never been to Vegas. You have. You've got more of an idea of the yeah. scale of it. Well, it's a, so I'll take your word. It's, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I remember flying over it and seeing like the outline of it's smaller. It's quite small, but, you know, still a big place where people live. But in terms of sizes of cities, it's pretty small and towns. However, you would need like, I don't know, 100,000 shipping containers or something. And like, how are they doing that? Are they just getting like a, a hazardous yellow sign that like the police <laughs> use, like do not cross this line while they're getting the shipping containers in place? I, I assume so, yeah. you would think that they would have to just be constantly shooting like all of the zombies to keep them at bay while they- By which point you'd have killed them all. Yeah, while it takes the fucking month for shipping containers to be <laughs> um, organized and sent over. But the zombie apocalypse, is it only happening in America? I know it starts there, doesn't it? This is a, an emergency question, I think. Is it? Yeah. Because they, they do touch on this. I'm not going to get too deep into Army of Thieves because that's not what we're here to talk about. However, they do touch on that right at the end, don't they? Because he... That was one of the issues that I had with that movie. Spoiler for Army of Thieves. At the end, Dieter makes his way to the US. Right. But there is all, already talk of some sort of outbreak. Yeah. Okay. Is this the first, I mean, obviously we're not a fan of this. I think you can tell by now. Is this the first bad movie we've covered? It might it's be. It's our ninth stroke 20th. Yeah, um, I think it might be. Yeah. I, th- oh, I mean, apart worse? from seven Police Academy movies. I think, yeah, Police Academy 7 is probably worse than this. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, sh- it has the decency to be shorter at least. And it's just a fucking Police Academy movie. Yeah, it's not a two not and a sp- half hour yeah. epic. No, my my issues started... After the scene with the military, after the introduction to the zombie, the asset, whatever we're going to call it, there's that really, really lengthy montage mm. to get us up to speed, introduce us to some of the major players, and sort of clue us into what's been happening in terms of this zombie outbreak. I hated it. I hated every minute of it. I liked it. Did you? It's my favourite part of the movie. Okay. But. I hated how it was used. I basically think it shouldn't have been a montage. I feel like all the most interesting stuff was in that three-minute montage, and that's all the stuff that I wanted to see. That's then, what I wanted this movie to be. But then we got introduced to the characters separately anyway. Yeah. So, you know, in like Suicide Squad, for example, where we get like three introductions to Will Smith's character. Yeah. It felt like that. It felt really redundant. Like, yeah. pick, do one or the other. Like, yeah. get us up to speed and make your film 40 minutes shorter or skip the montage and just do, like, six months later or whatever. And then, oh, Dave Bautista's flipping burgers. Yeah. Well, you don't really get a sense of the time period, do you? No, Like you say, cool. you get the montage and then it cuts to him flipping burgers and he's obviously not in Vegas anymore. I'm guessing there's been, like, a decent time jump. Who fucking knows? But, but everybody, everyone <laughs> seems to kind of have an established role in this new society, don't they? Yeah, one's in charge of burgers. <laughs> yeah. They all get out of this in, during this montage and then they get approached by, or Dave Bautista gets a, approached by a, Tanaka, I think is the character's name. And he says, you got out, you're a super hard zombie killer. Form a team, Dave Bautista, mm-hmm. because you know other mercenaries, do you? Well. Because who are you? 
Scott Ward because... Well, who gets everybody together, though? Does he say form his own team? Because I think so. Because doesn't Tanaka kind of rope people in? Does he? There was I, like the YouTuber and... Yes. No, I remember Batista looking at a video on the YouTube oh, and he was right. like, yeah, that guy. So right, they got one okay. person off YouTube. Okay, anyone can do that. Fair yeah. enough. He knows Tignataro. Does he? He knows... He, I, I thought he did. I thought he knew Chris D'Elia. <laughs> um, but then when he was cancelled, he just oh, he became friends with Tiki Yeah, well, well, we'll talk about that later. Who is Scott Ward? I don't know. Fucking who knows? Man who gives a shit? International but man of mystery. He does know a German safecracker for some reason. Yeah. That has a... So at the end of Army of Thieves, Dieter <laughs> flies to the US. He goes to the US, yeah. And starts a laundrette company. But really, it's a front for safe cracking business. You haven't heard of the laundrette to safe cracker pipeline. Yeah. And I don't even know if it is a laundrette, to be honest. I just remember seeing washing machines somewhere. I can't remember if it was in that or in everything, everywhere, all at once, which is a movie <laughs> I'd much rather be watching. Oh, God. Any day of the week. Yeah. So Scott Wars, let's say that he's putting together this team okay. of misfits, yep. but all double R zombie killers, apart from Dieter, who screams, because that's funny. Because he That's his one joke. He screams, yeah. And just, it just reminds, like, you just think, oh, he's just him being a little girl, isn't he? That's why that's funny, because he's just a little girl screaming like a girl. Well, it's emasculating, isn't it? That's yeah. the whole joke. Yeah. That's the worst thing a man can do is scream like a lady. Yeah. <laughs> Sarcasm, by the way, for anybody who didn't detect that. So they put together this team and they do the obligatory heist scene when they're talking about the plan but they've got a little miniature model with mm -hmm. the casino and he's like yeah you can you know you've got to fly in a helicopter to vegas and then you've got to get into the, the hotel to find the safe etc but it was a pretty weak heist setup scene you know you've, you've got people standing around explaining how they're going to do the thing and maybe you get like an example and they did all of that but it, I don't know, it, that's, I wanted this movie to be a heist movie, but it just, it wasted it with, with scenes like that. It could have been really good, but then they just started doing things. They started showing us bits, examples of what they were talking about, but like it obviously wasn't happening and they rewound it. So it was, felt, felt pointless to me. Like, why are we talking about things we're not going to do? Yeah. Movie? So, I mean. This is two and a half hours. But that's what I'm saying. This film should have been at least 40 minutes shorter than it was. There yeah. was so much filler, I felt. And I think my biggest problem with Zack Snyder, full stop, is that he doesn't make films. He makes video games. Yeah. But you can't interact with them. <laughs> Does that make any sense? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I Definitely. find them really ugly to look at. I think some of his films look really, really nice. I like, like Justice League, I think Watchmen, especially for the time period, I think looks amazing. Okay. And I, yeah, I haven't seen 300 or whatever, but I feel like visually he's an interesting filmmaker. Interesting, Mostly. Yes. I think Army of the Dead looks like total shit. It looks like a fucking giraffe sneezed on a camera lens before they started shooting. <laughs> and all you've got is this blurry effect. Everything going. is just bulky yeah. in the background. So very early on in the film, we get to see just how much of it is going to be populated by CGI. So how did you feel about that? Did you know? Hated it. It looked shit. Well, yeah, obviously. But given when this was made, when it was filmed, what was going on in the world at the time? Yeah. Did you anticipate that a lot of it wouldn't be filmed kind of on location, for example? Or Well, they did a lot of filming in Atlantic City, okay. uh, which doubled as Vegas. That was a stand -in, was yeah. it? Yeah. I think they shot a little bit in Albuquerque just for like the deserty, yellowy type scenes. Okay. I was expecting this to look decent. Yeah. Because 
Well, because it was the during the pandemic as well, the VFX houses probably weren't very busy. I was thinking that's true. Yeah, they probably got, and I think it was pushed as well. I'm pretty sure that they shot it and then it was delayed a little bit. So I thought, okay, they're obviously trying to get the polish effects up it. to scratch here and polish it. Yeah, okay. And I think look, I think it's not the worst CGI I've ever seen, but in that type of movie, it should be better. And I think it was just a case of trying to do too much. Yeah. Everything was green screen. Like pretty much the whole movie was green or blue screen. I didn't necessarily twig that so much on the first watch. Yeah. I remember we watched it together. We had exactly the same experience watching this both times. It was Mm. really weird. Like we went into it the first time being so hopeful and very quickly in the first sort of half an hour realized it was going to be an absolute shit show. And it just became a more and more and more frustrating experience the longer it wore on. Mm. And I found myself having an identical experience the second time, even though I knew what to expect. I, I was kind of hoping that I would enjoy it a bit more knowing, knowing what, it, what was. it was. Yeah, but I didn't. Because I was just, it just needed to be a bit of fun. Yeah. And it just wasn't. It no. was just a bit, oh, it was a mess. But so obviously we watched it the first time and then I think we maybe read a bit about it or watched it behind the scenes at the time. And so we found out that Tignataro had mm. replaced Crystalia because yeah. of his unfortunate um predilection for messaging fans or whatever it was allegedly allegedly <laughs> um don't sue me but yeah so i knew she'd been pasted in yeah i hadn't found it too obvious but obviously you know going back and watching it with that in mind you can tell for the most part w- it's not too bad i think for the most part it's difficult to tell for me but Some i mean i was really looking for like i was like to the, i didn't pause it but yeah. i was a, a jack's cock away from pausing it and just really looking at the frame okay. so i could see it sometimes but then sometimes it was just like nah this looks incredible like it's a really good job like they've done really well <laughs> with what they had to do but do you not find that disparity weird like why was it yeah absolutely perfect sometimes and yeah no shonky the next time i guess it has to do with who else is in the shot what's in focus what is the character doing have they got a helmet on yeah is it blurry like there's there's lighting is i think there's so many factors that probably would go into doing something like that and sometimes it would have been easier and sometimes it would have been more difficult i think but had i not known it i don't think i would have noticed okay um just very quickly as as somebody who's a little bit more familiar with Zack Snyder than I am perhaps can you remember if um you know that very extreme depth of field that's just throughout this movie where yeah. everything in the foreground is sort of I wouldn't even say it's in sharp focus because even the foreground looks a bit blurry sometimes like the kind of vaseline lens yeah but everything in the even immediate background is just blurred to buggery yeah is that a stylistic choice that he does or do you think that was done to hide the fact that it was green screen a lot of the time or to to disguise some of the cgi do you think i don't remember noticing it in any of his other movies no i don't but it's been a while i don't remember noticing it so much on first watch but on the second watch as soon as i kind of pinpointed it it was all i could see Hmm. and i found that really distracting but it would make sense as a logistical choice if it was a stylistic choice then ugh yeah not a fan i don't know it was probably a stylistic choice who cares? Who cares? It looks shit. <laughs> You're just going to keep coming back to that, <laughs> Who cares? Um, Who cares about this movie? I, I care I'm about- I'm sorry, if you do like the movie, that's fine, by the way. Yeah, of course. We're not here to condemn no. anybody's opinion. There, We're there, just here to present our own. There are loads of ter- always. terrible movies that I enjoy. Yeah, same. And if you enjoy it, great. Same. But you're wrong. <laughs> so I want to go back to the, the montage briefly at the beginning. How representative of that was, of Vegas was it? 
as somebody who's been? Honestly, I don't I mean, remember. Minus the zombies, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I remember the montage and the killing zombies bits. I don't remember seeing any of, of Vegas. I just was it remember. Ve- was it Vegas? It was supposed to be, yeah. Okay. Well, I know it was supposed to be like because they were obviously escaping Vegas. Yeah. I just don't remember seeing, you know, the Bellagio or the Sphinx, the guy. Well, on on one of the um, behind the scenes things we watched, Zack Snyder was kind of pointing out in some shots what was the Bellagio, things like, you know, kind of pointing out landmarks that had been CGI'd in, presumably, Mm. and then buildings that they'd kind of invented. So it sounds like it was kind of 50-50, a carbon copy and 50-50 total invention. Yeah. But I mean, more so the place uh, and the people that populate it. Mm. I mean, obviously you see a little bit of like, oh, it, it made me cringe a little bit. Like it felt really juvenile when you sort of see the showgirls, topless zombies and stuff, mm. and Elvis impersonator zombies. Yeah. And it felt kind of like like a tourist's view of Vegas, but yeah. then I've never been, so I don't know. It felt kind of like super, super tacky. Is that indicative of the actual place? Yeah, it is super tacky. Okay. It is, it's a nightmare. It sounds like it would be my hell Yeah. I think I'd just be in like 24-hour sensory overload, sat yeah. in a corner rocking. If you just want to do a two-day bender, Stay up for forty-eight hours, do a little bit of gambling. Yeah, it's it's fun. I can do that um, in Margate, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but obviously you've got all of the the obvious stuff, and that's just part of Vegas' is, history, is isn't it? That's kind of baked yeah, that's in, that's, is it? that's that's real. Yeah, okay. there's, there's a lot of Elvis shit going on in Vegas. He yeah. kind of was there at the start of Vegas, wasn't he? Like, I haven't got a clue. No, I just no, me neither. I don't want to talk about <laughs> Elvis. I've got my own reservations about that you do. particular person. Not a fan. No. Yeah, no. I just wondered because Vegas is something that crops up in so much pop culture. Yeah. But then it is low hanging fruit. Like yeah. Just to remind, like we're definitely in Vegas. You know, <laughs> yeah. So fucking yeah, like it's a bit of an eye roll moment. Okay. But it's not the worst thing about this movie. But yeah, speaking of the buildings themselves and the the sets that they did have. Apparently, they had to make some major changes. Uh, Zack Snyder, at some at one point in some behind-the-scenes thing, did kind of mention, basically, the buildings, the casinos, rather, are daylight-free yes. in an attempt to sort of conceal how long you've been in there and make you spend more money, I guess. Yeah, there's no natural light and no, they pump yeah. in oxygen to keep you awake as well. Right, and there's okay. no clocks on the walls. Oh, crafty. And it's free drinks. Oh, shit. Mm. Oh, you now t- you're selling it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Oh, man. When I found that out, I was just gambling. And someone comes over like, what do you want to drink? I'm like, have you got a, like a wine list? I'll see prices. No, no, it's, it's free. I'm like, it's, it's what now? Oh, we it's live free. here now. It's polite. You need to tip the, the waiter. Well, that's kind of the American way, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you probably end up paying not far off what you would pay anyway. But still, the word free is nice. <laughs> the price is right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in terms of making it cinematic apparently the replicas that they built had to have windows because obviously they knew that when the characters get inside the casino there would be no power on they would have to find the power yeah so they had to have something to illuminate the actors which i thought was quite interesting so they've definitely made modifications for cinematic purposes so they had to let in some natural night light so they could film yeah basically they shot some scenes in a real casino didn't they in Atlantic City, I think. I believe so, yeah. yeah. But I think they also had purpose-built sets. Yes. Also, oh God, God, I don't want to go back to the montage again, but this ties into a point that I want to make about the soundtrack. I feel like Zack Snyder is kind of like the inverse Quentin Tarantino mm. or like an Edgar Wright, for example. People that are known for putting together really memorable soundtracks yeah. and like knowing their shit. Or even James Gunn more recently. Yeah. 
but his soundtracks are always dog shit. It's it it's like if you wanted to pick a song for a movie or a scene, he always goes for the first one that you think of. Yeah. That's what I feel like. It's so painfully it's on obvious. the nose. Like, and you wouldn't choose that, would you? You'd go, okay, well, that's my starting point. Now, what else is a little bit more vague or, you know? But no, no, he just picks the one that's called Zombie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's, yeah. I, I nearly smashed my TV yeah. when Zombie started playing towards the end. It's wanky. And it wasn't the opening song, a Richard Cheese cover of Elvis. Yes. An Elvis song. Yeah. And I, so I appreciate, he's obviously like a fan of Richard Cheese, I guess, because I appreciate the nod to me. I'm not. I I appreciate the nod to the fact that Richard Cheese was on the soundtrack for Dawn of the Dead, Mm. but I hate swing music. Yes. Yeah. I hate swing covers specifically. So that just like, oh, made me like have develop a tick. I started twitching. It was so painful. There was another one. There was a culture club tune wasn't there in the, in the elevator oh maybe like a like a muzak version of a culture club yeah song. that um, sounds familiar bad moon rising oh no there was a cover of that no i'd forgotten about that yeah. i love that song as well yeah so they've got the team and they've got to get into vegas uh, and find the the safe to rob so the team goes in and there's a bit of double, is it double crossing or like double playing secret side mission, whatever you want to call it for, well, for Garrett Dillahunt's character? Yeah. And there's like a secret kind of side plot yeah. with Batista's estranged daughter. Yeah. Who's kind of some do-gooder in a some sort of camp yeah. where people are held. Oh yeah. And, and that was just not needed. Just cut that bit out. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. More extraneous characters. There are so many extraneous characters in this. And I can kind of forgive that in a zombie movie because you need fodder. There's going to be a high body count. So I understand the larger cast than is strictly necessary. But we don't need to get to know them all. It's supposed to be fun. I don't need to know everything about this person or... Well, that's the problem though. I I feel like it was just two and a half hours long and I know nothing about the characters. Right, okay. I know that one character worked in a camp. So she's a bit nice. (laughs) Yeah. Like who? Maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> or maybe she's been blackmailed to stay there. I don't fucking know. Like you, you get all these character introductions, but it doesn't really tell me much about them. No. And also who cares? Like either do it or don't do it, I guess is my point. Yeah. It's very surface level you characterization. Can, you can do it with action sequences or like if you do it correctly, you could have done the first three minutes and done a proper action sequence and introduced all the characters and have the action sequence play out in a way that tells you who these characters are. Maybe Dave Batista throws burgers at a zombie <laughs> or something or uses that, that flipper thing. Whips them thing. at people like frisbees. Yeah. Uh, not not that because that would be terrible but you know you know <laughs> what i'm saying i don't know if they were frozen they could potentially do some damage yeah but yeah there was a lot of stuff that just didn't need to be eat, be in there even make it a lean 90 minute movie or make it two, i don't mind it being two and a half hours but utilize it, the time better. yeah and i don't really want to see a popcorny throwaway fun time two and a half hour movie i want that to be in a 90 minute movie yeah if we're going to do an epic okay let's let's give us a bit more let's really try here if we're going to use two and a half hours of people's time i think that's what makes the running time so egregious though because the characterization is so surface level yeah so much time is wasted with exposition and plot and it's so unnecessary yeah it goes nowhere there's there's so much as well in this movie that try is like easter eggs or it's trying to set up this world did you know that there were robot zombies oh god don't yeah there's like don't somebody told me that after the first time i watched it apparently there were robot zombies 
I didn't clock that at all. And like, there might be something to do with robot zombies in the future. I just, really just don't hope don't not. do it. There's a zombie. He's, I mean, he's ambitious. I'll give him that. One thing I will say for Snyder is he's ambitious. Yeah. But I think he needs reining in. He's he's really ambitious. Yeah. I think he needs to collaborate with more talented people and have more people say no to him. Yeah. Garrett Dillahunt needs to steal a zombie head, one of the super zombies, because first well, super zombie has gone into Vegas and made other super zombies, and he's got a super zombie bride. Yeah, who's pregnant. Let's take a minute to talk about the zombies themselves, shall we? Because this annoyed the shit out of me. I'm not a fan of smart zombies. I didn't like it in Land of the Dead. I don't like yeah, it here. agreed. I don't think it works. It's kind of, it's contrary to the nature of zombies. Yeah, we don't need an evolution. Zombies are already scary. You don't need to add a layer. I think Day of the Dead is is as smart as you can make a zombie yeah. and still have it, you know, feel like a zombie universe. So, yeah, we're agreed. Bob is the limit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The super zombie, first of all, looked like Danzig. So that was super <laughs> yeah. distracting. So Danzig zombie and his uh, zombie bride, who doesn't have a heartbeat, but boy, can she accessorize. She just looked like she'd waltzed out of Hot Topic. <laughs> makeup and all, which was very strange and I didn't really care for it. The notion that they could form communities and have relationships and get pregnant. It's yeah, just I like, hate it. no, awful. I hate it. In, in the best zombie movies, the peril comes from the amount that there are, right? Like in yeah. Dawn of the Dead, it's, it's the original, so quickly. they're slow. You can take them out really easily. But, but you it's, get overwhelmed. It's, you get overwhelmed, but it's the, like the slow, creeping nature of like a horde of zombies coming yeah. towards you. And you can take out a few of them and maybe keep them at bay for a while, but they just keep coming and keep coming. And Dawn of the Dead, the remake, did that, but then made them fast. Which I like. Which was fine. That yeah. worked. But when you start throwing like their cognition into it, are they clever? Like you mentioned, are they, they're building communities. It starts to lose me a bit because it, it starts becoming less of a zombie movie and more of a just a monster movie, yeah. I guess. But with smart monsters. And it's not to say you can make anything good. Like you, you could write a good version of that, I'm sure. But in but this in, this, <laughs> in this movie, it's certainly not it. And in this type of movie, it's just one of those things that just didn't need to be there. They could have just had traditional old fast zombies in Vegas, and that would have been fine. Yeah, it's it sort of felt like to me in style and in substance, this was a 90 minute popcorn movie. Yeah, but Zack Snyder seemed to think it was so much more. Yeah. And I don't know if he thinks like the Snyder Cut was what, four hours long? Yeah. I don't know if he thinks, oh, if something's good, then more of it must be gooder. It must be difficult to film a load of footage and be happy with it and then cut most of it out. Well, this is why directors generally is, shouldn't edit their own work because they can't be ruthless. Well, that's what filmmaking is, isn't yeah. it? Like you need, you're Show telling a story. So like you shoot everything that you can but you only keep the stuff that's, that's relevant, yeah. makes sense, or is entertaining or, or whatever, part of the narrative that they're trying to they're trying to tell you. It needed to be much leaner. My alternative version is is leaner. I can't wait to hear that. It's very simple. Are you going to tell me now or are you going to wait till the end? No, we'll wait till the end. Okay. Are we, are we doing more plot stuff, are we? I, sure, if we have to. Is, um, what other plot stuff is there? That... I mean, well, so it turns out that obviously Dillahunt is doing the double agent thing and that the heist was never the main goal anyway. That yeah. was just a distraction. For who? To give them, well, it was to give the mercenaries something to do so Dillahunt could get in there because what they want is the zombie head. So why did they send the other team? To get them in there, to protect him, basically. But they fucked off and left him alone? Yeah. 
and most of them died. Yeah. Bad plan. <laughs> but just... that's when they realize they they find bodies, don't they? And they realize that they're not the first team that's been sent in there. So they've yeah. presumably tried this many times yeah. and it's failed. So they are just zombie fodder. Yeah. But there's a lot of these pointless conversations and interpersonal bullshit that doesn't amount to anything. Yeah. Uh, well, the other thing that doesn't amount to anything is when they first get in there and they see a big old pile of, and they say, oh, look, all these zombies are dead. Yeah. And they go, no, 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 they're not dead. They're just drying out in the sun. But don't worry, when it rains, like it's going to be oh, yeah. carnage. You're going to see all these zombies coming to life and it's going to be really scary. And you think, a yeah. thing's going to happen at the end. That sounds cool. Never comes up again. No. I wonder if there Why was a fucking draft- mention that? Yeah. I wonder if there was a draft where that was written in. But maybe, but if you're not going to include it in the movie, then cut out that scene. Because yeah. it's all, all I'm doing is rubbing my hands going, I can't wait for this scene because yeah. that actually sounds cool and something that I've not seen before. Yeah. And then it just doesn't happen. Resurrecting desiccated zombies. That sounds that didn't come so up. much more interesting. Yeah, that didn't come up. But other stuff that was just total nonsense was included for some reason. So, yeah. So this is not the first time we've seen zombie animals that's been done before. Zombies. Zombies, yeah. Zombies. <laughs> Zombies. Zombievers. Zombievers, um, yeah. There were dogs in the Resident Evil movies. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> but in this, there's a tiger and a horse. Oh, and a horse. There's a zombie tiger and a zombie horse. I forgot about the zombie horse. I'm sorry. If you if as if a tiger can be turned into a zombie, the whole planet's dead in yeah, 48 hours. Yeah, we're all hours. fucked. All of us gone. But shipping containers, so it's fine. Yeah. I suppose, who's the, who are those the magicians that have... The, Siegfried and Roy. Are they the, the the tiger guys? Yeah, I right. believe so. So they got that tiger. For, that's the <laughs> joke, right? So. I guess so, yeah. Right. But where did it, is there like a some kind of sea biscuit production that I'm not aware of? It? Because <laughs> where did so, the fucking yeah. horse come from? It's um, Daniel Radcliffe's back doing, was it Equus? What? Whatever play he did with a horse. I don't remember. I don't know about <laughs> this. Officially, it's Daniel Radcliffe's horse. That's okay. what we're saying on this That's podcast. That's canon now. Yeah. Yeah, zombie animals, I mean, they don't look very good. I don't, I'm not against it really, but if it's not going to look great, don't bother. Did like, they have a tiger or was it 100% CGI? I would say it was 100% CGI. Good, because I don't like the idea of a tiger having to be on set. That sounds unpleasant for the animal. Um, I would rather it was CGI, even if it looks shit. Yeah, agreed. I would rather just not put it in at all. Well, yeah, like if that would be the preference. If it's going to look terrible, don't bother with it. It's not needed. They did it in The Walking Dead. It was rubbish in The Walking Dead. Well, well, it, wasn't it wasn't a zombie. It wasn't a zombie. Type. He just had a tiger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Because that's so much more feasible. Yeah, I suppose it's more believable that you could control a zombie tiger than a regular tiger. Do you reckon? I don't. I don't know. I don't think you could have much luck taming either no i suppose not boo i for try unless you raised it from when it was a cub <laughs> a zombie cub yeah yeah and do Aww. like the tiger king thing that sounds cute yeah not tiger king he's no he's shit. horrendous <laughs> so we're going back to the main team and the reason that we're here the reason that we're watching army of the dead an hour and 30 minutes into the movie we start <laughs> yeah. getting into some safe cracking stuff this is what i mean when i say this film could have started at the 40 minute mark yeah Easily. Just cut out all of that guff. Yeah. And they're trying to crack the safe. So Tanaka's like, there's all of these traps, but they're non-lethal traps. Mm-hmm. So does Tanaka want them to die? Does he want the other team to die on this mission? Because he I, sent them off. I don't know if he gives too much of a shit. To heist this safe. Yeah. And he said there's non-lethal traps, which was a lie, because they fire out poison darts yeah. and, and they just shoot you with machine guns. I think he only wants Garrett Dillahunt to get out with the zombie head, right? Yeah. 
and anybody else is just completely expendable. Right. So they're there. It doesn't matter. I'm not going back into that. I <laughs> don't understand. I don't understand why he's even bothering putting another team in to go to the safe. Like to be it's honest. so convoluted. This is what I'm saying. But it's then, so needlessly convoluted. So the reason I ask is whether or not I th- that he wanted them to die is because he said they were non-lethal traps, they were lethal. So I was ex- he was probably expecting slash hoping that they would get killed trying to get to the safe, right? Yeah. But then why would you hire the best safe cracker in the world if you want them to die? Well, he didn't. Dave Batista did. Ah, there we go. So his his real mistake was going to Dave Batista. Yeah, we're cracking it. Okay. <laughs> and also, like, I'm assuming that these lethal safe booby traps were put in prior to the zombie virus? You would assume so, but is that legal? No. No, I didn't think what so. What health and safety executive is <laughs> signing off on fucking poison arrows being fired into you if you step on a mat if like Indiana legal, Jones? If that was legal, there wouldn't be a single heist or bank robbery ever again. <laughs> no, and I'm not saying I wouldn't vote for it. Like, <laughs> you know, you, they don't have to be deadly darts. They could just be like tranquilizers with ketamine in or something. <laughs> no, because um, then you'd start robbing uh, yeah. for sport. I'm becoming a safe cracker, Sarah. <laughs> Um, that would explain why the horse was there. So. <laughs> what came first, the horse or the ketamine? Who knows? That old chestnut. Yeah. So, t- so Tanaka wanted them to die. We think. I assume so. But they don't. They get past the traps and they yeah. they kind of push the zombies. They well, they throw a bit of meat down or something. Oh no, they cut a finger off of someone. Yeah, they keep. They're trying to like. And they throw it down the corridor so the zombie follows the finger. That's how they figure out it's kind of like the heat more than anything that they're attracted to. That's right. Yeah, well, that's the heat in this one. Yeah. But they send the zombie on its way and he sets off all the traps so they can now get to the safe. Yeah. And then he can start doing his artwork or whatever. Fucking bollocks, they were saying. (laughs) It's like a piece of music or some, some nonsense that they were talking about. Wagner. Something like that, while Amari Hardwick just quipped in the background. Yeah. Mostly. Actually, my favourite part of the movie is when they're trying to get into the safe. Okay. You know, between this and the opening montage, but a proper scene in the movie, this is my favourite. My favourite bit was when it ended. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. But I just wanted the movie to be more that, really. Like, they could have just set up shop outside. It's going to take him. The literal heist. They said it's, we've got like half an hour till we've got to leave or whatever, and he does it in 10 minutes. But. We could have had a lot of tension in that scene with like approaching zombies and them just trying to, you know, keep them at bay and keep dear to safe while he breaks into the heist room. And there are a few nods to aliens as well, I think. Okay. So one of the characters has a bandana. Oh, yeah. Vasquez, okay. isn't it? Because <laughs> Zack Snyder's only seen one movie. <laughs> there is another bit of dialogue which I heard on a podcast. I, did, I didn't notice it. I, I noticed the line of dialogue in the film, but I didn't put it together that it had similarities with Alien. Okay. Uh, aliens one of the characters says you don't see them fucking each other over and then aliens ripley says you don't see them fucking each other over for a percentage so there's some parallels there okay and you know it's this whole team up going in it's he's trying to do an aliens isn't he it's oof his version of that (laughs) or at least homage or whatever you want to call it or maybe it was just an accident who knows i mean i i don't know now that you've said that i suspect it's probably not an accident but if you Accident, rather. But if you're going to reference much better films, then, ooh. Yeah, it just reminded me of a film I'd rather be yeah, watching. it's a really unfavourable yeah. comparison. Should we switch this off and put Aliens on again? <laughs> we should have done that. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, there's a few lines. They're talking about the smart zombies and they're like, oh, they're organised. Mm. It's like, are they? 
Yeah, because it looks like that they're just staying in a danky old yeah. empty swimming pool. Running in every <laughs> which direction. And also, so this is, again, a film that does not play by the rules that it sets. Mm. So there's this, um, the blonde lady whose name I forget because everybody is so disposable in this film. It just didn't matter to me to remember the names. Um, she's the one who kind of gets them into the compound, into yeah. Vegas. And she's sort of saying like, there's an understanding and she sort of offers up is it Theo Rossi? Right. The guy from Sons of Anarchy. She kind it. of gives the zombies him when they get in there. Yeah. Um, because they, she, she sort of intimates that they have an understanding and like, you know, if you bring them an offering and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. So, but that kind of fell by the wayside very, very quickly. So it's like they show subservience and are let in. But every other and and the zombie, the initial zombies don't attack them. Yeah. But then every other zombie didn't get the memo. Right. So they can't be that organized. Yeah. They don't have like, I don't know, zombie telecom or they haven't got <gasps> telezom. Telezom, yeah. Oh, they should have done that. Um, <laughs> no. But yeah, so they can't communicate that efficiently. Yeah. And the rules, in inverted quotes, only seem to matter when it benefits the story. Yeah. And are very quickly forgotten when it when they don't. And it just really started to piss me off. Yeah. Again, as you said at the start, it doesn't have to make complete sense. It doesn't have to be realistic. But just set some rules and stick to them. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like I don't I didn't remember that scene, but now you mentioned it. It's jogged my memory. So yeah, they she's offered them up and said, you know, leave us alone for a bit. And then immediately that is forgotten. And yeah. then they start attacking. Like, what was the point of this? Yeah. There is another way to do this without going back on what you're setting up. Or just don't, like, have another way of getting in there. Have another entry point yeah. or something. I don't know. I think most depressingly in this film, the thing that bummed me out the most is that even as zombies, when they're all, like, following, they're, they're all kind of subservient to Glenn Danzig zombie, even in death, we're still, as humans, susceptible to the cult of personality. We still want to be followers. Isn't yeah. that depressing? Yeah. <laughs> Subtext. <laughs> I don't think there was any subtext in this film. No. <laughs> Maybe they so. intended it, but it didn't fucking work. Um, but yeah, we get to act three and some stuff actually finally starts to happen. Mm. It's taken up until that point. Because I remember we were kind of, um, I think the same thing happened the first time we watched it, but on second watch, we stopped it in the middle mm. to find out how much was still left to go, Yeah, <laughs> which is never a good sign. And even though it feels like it kind of drags in places, I was surprised by how much we'd watched already because mm. I was like, nothing's happened yet. Yeah. I think I'm in the minority with that viewpoint. Like it seems like a lot of stuff is happening because there's a lot of shiny things to look at and bright colors and lots of, you know, flashing lots things. Of blue screen. Yeah. But nothing really happens. Well, certainly not the thing that I was promised happens. No. Like a zombie heist. It's just a lot of let's get the team together. There's a super intelligent zombie we're going to cut off a zombie head that's all it is he's too ambitious yeah to his, his storytelling is too ambitious he needs to simplify and yeah. do like a second and third pass on his script there's just too many ideas going into it yeah like you can have great ideas but you've got to scale it back you've got to self-edit like ugh, i don't know i've yeah. never written a movie so what do i know <laughs> but you anyone can sort of say oh this seems cool and that seems cool and let's add this and let's add that yeah but, but it doesn't mean it belongs does it is it part of the story you're telling how is it going to make the audience 
what what is it going to make them feel? Is that the intention? Yeah. Does it add anything? Does it add anything? Does it add anything to the story, to the characters? No, I just want to see an explosion. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fine. But then let's make it a 90-minute lean, fun time explosion. Yeah, fair. Movie. Yeah. Absolutely. I Like, I watched the trailer when it first dropped, and I was still stoked having watched the trailer. Mm. I think the trailer looked pretty good. So whoever... Does he cut his own trailers, or am I... I wouldn't have thought so. No. Yeah, that's usually a separate company that does that. Unless it's Paul Thomas Anderson who cuts his own trailers. <laughs> I, I would say there are some, probably, that demand it. And yeah. quite rightly so. I, I would... If I would want to be in charge of that, if it was my movie, because yeah. you don't want to give away too much plot but you want to yeah. sell people on what the movie is you're you're in the best kind of position to sell your own movie yeah. you would think unless it's like a marvel thing where the studio's calling the shots but yeah. anyway i digress but there were moments in the trailer that i was actually looking forward to seeing in the film because i was like oh this is giving me a taste of what to expect and then when i saw the moments they were like i don't want to say the best bits because there weren't really very many best bits mm. in this film but the cool stuff like batista running across the card tables firing yeah. is gone it looked shit yeah it looked shit it it felt abstract because it kind of came out of nowhere they're running to exit the casino and it just looked terrible i understand the physical limitations of pulling something like that off but the guy's like what 300 pounds of pure muscle mm. And he looked weightless. I've never seen something more obvious. Wire work. But yeah, yeah. He, he was clearly on wires and they hid it so poorly yeah. that it just ended up looking crap. Yeah. And I think my main issue with the action sequences was because I feel like Snyder knows how to shoot. Like he can make movies look good. He yeah. knows what he's doing. He knows camera. Like, like that's what he does. Um, Maybe he should just get a job as a DP for somebody else. <laughs> But um, my issue with the action was that you weren't seeing what they were shooting at. It was yeah. there was a lot of close ups on people pressing buttons on a gun. Yeah, there was no recoil. It was they clearly weren't real guns. And good, I don't think you should have real guns on set. I think it's you don't need to. Well, I and mean, it's not necessary. And to be fair, Snyder was of that opinion too. He's like, I don't want real guns. Let's just get gas powered guns. Yeah, fair play to him. I mean, which is fine. Obviously, but, the last show of um, season one, we talked about the guns that they used in the yeah. raid. I believe that were they airsoft or I can't remember now. Sorry, I'm, I imagine they did something similar in this, and it's fine. Yeah, but get, well, as evidenced in the raid, it can look really good. I don't think it looked particularly good in no, this. No, to me, it just looked like they had toys and they were just pressing yeah, the trigger. You there know, was no recoil. There was no recoil. The uh, muzzle flash looked super fake. Yeah, the muzzle, the CGI muzzle flash, and they did have some lights going off in time. Yeah. So you, it kind of lit the area, but you weren't seeing what they were shooting at. You couldn't see any actual bullets leave and enter zombies. It was just a close up of people firing weapons. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, well, what what's happening? What th- are they doing? I think that's kind of what I mean when I say it feels more like a video game than a movie. Yeah. Because, you know, the physics, I mean, okay, so I might be showing my age here. Video games are pretty impressive these days. But the physics are never 100%. Whereas in real life, real tangible people and weapons, albeit fake ones, mm. should look real. Yeah. Well, you want to, you want it to look as realistic as possible. And Otherwise, you can do that. there's no tension. There's no, no threat. It takes you out of the movie. Like, yeah. I'm just watching it going, well, they're just plastic, aren't they? Yeah. And I'm thinking about the way that they've made it. I shouldn't really, in, like it's different for us because we watch the film when we're reviewing it for the podcast. So we have to get in that mind space. Is it though? Because the first time we watched it was just as passive observers and we still had the same experience. No, that's what I was saying. I was yeah. saying that even, even outside of that, 
I'm still picking up these things. And you yeah. shouldn't. You should just be enjoying enjoying a film. And in a movie that's supposed to be an action heist movie and you can't see the action, you can't see what's being shot, I think is that's probably the most important thing that you yeah. just didn't do. And also the jokes aren't landing either. <laughs> yeah, and the jokes aren't landing. But you've actually there was actually a character who was set up, it was the YouTube guy, as being like a trick shot guy. Yeah. This is the guy where he's going to shoot one bullet and he's going to kill three zombies as, as they line up. And I thought, cool. Yeah. Let's hope that we see some <laughs> trick shots then. No, no never no, utilised. Never used. And it's just another example of doing something that seems cool and it seems like a good idea, but it's just never used or brought back. I, it's, this film's full of moments like that, though. I think that's probably what frustrates me the most about mm. this film is that I was really looking forward to it and it could have been really great. It yeah. could have been a really good, fun time. There were some things in there that were excellent ideas, like the trick shot guy, because yeah. that would happen. If the, there was a zombie outbreak in Vegas, there would be a fucking YouTuber in there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe <laughs> and just shooting zombies and, you know, doing the whole yeah, animated would, points yeah. thing. That would definitely happen. I mean, it'd be TikTok, but still. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the the rain, the potential of the yeah. rain to reanimate the zombies. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a lot that's teased. Yeah. But ultimately, it's untapped potential. Yeah. And maybe we're going to do stuff in sequels or whatever, but I'm not a huge fan of that. Like, it can work in things like Marvel movies or you're teasing future movies or future universes, spin-offs or whatever. It can work, but it can't be, like, the focus of it. But I don't think, like, a thing like the Trickshot guy is not going to come up again. So just wh- why, have, why have we yeah. got him? Why is he here? <laughs> Who just, are you? But this is it. They're just disposable. Yeah. And it wasn't well thought out I, enough. I don't mind them being disposable characters. I don't mind but don't everyone waste dying. time on learning these things about them. But I want to see one fucking trick shot from a <laughs> yeah. trick shot guy. Just one that's not on a fucking phone screen. No. No which trick was, shot for you. Yeah. No. It's a, lot, a, few, a few nuggets and kernels of good ideas here that just weren't used effectively or even mentioned ever again. Yeah. And it just annoys me. Where are we now with the plot? I mean, let's just skip. They've right won to the, the money. End. They've they've hit the jackpot. Yeah. Tignataro's on the roof waiting for them. There's a ticking clock. They're mm-hmm. they're sort of looking at their watches going, Phew, I've got twenty minutes until a <laughs> nuclear bomb goes off. How are you feeling, yeah. Scott Ward? Well, I need to go and find my daughter. What are you doing? There's fucking nuclear bomb coming. Cheer up, lads. Why are we let's walk and talk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're, and they count the money at one point. They're sitting yeah. there counting the money. And, and we, I think we joked about it. We said, no, no, you just, how many bags have we got? 10. Fill as much as you can yeah. into those bags. We're well, I, I reasoned that maybe count the it counting later. money was sort of stacking it. So it took up less space in the bags, yeah. maybe. But either way, just fucking run, dudes. Yeah. Stuff it in your bags and then have it on your toes. <laughs> and as you say, Tignataro is on the rooftop. And that's their escape route, basically. Yeah. But after Dieter cracks the safe and they get everything out. Oh, yeah. He locks um, Amari Hardwick in the safe. Yeah, that's it. To protect him. Like yeah. Like, he saves him, effectively. So, he's in the safe. So, when the bomb hits, he is able to survive quite easily because he's in a safe. Yes. So, they all die, apart from him, who dies in another movie, probably. Who? Amari Hardwick? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's listed in the cast list for Planet of the Dead, yeah. as is Matthias. I'm not going to attempt to even Safe guy. pronounce Dita. his name. Dita, yeah. yeah. So if they try and find a way for his character to have survived just because he was a fan favourite, that's going to really piss me off because there's no way. It's going to be some deus ex machina bullshit if they mm. keep him alive, unless it's just flashbacks. Oh, who knows? 
I, I don't really care what they do in the movie as long as it's fun and, and interesting. Will you watch it? Planet of the Dead? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Absolute glutton for punishment. Probably. You I'm, mad man. I, you never know. Maybe James Gunn comes back and writes <laughs> this one and Snyder directs it. Maybe, I think maybe James Sn- Gunn's pretty busy. Maybe Snyder's not even going to direct it. Maybe. I mean, he's finishing off Rebel Moon at the moment. That'll be out probably next year, I would imagine. Okay. And then maybe he goes back for Planet of the Dead. I assume it's going to be another straight-to-Netflix deal. And Probably. Straight-to-Netflix stuff doesn't have the greatest track record, typically. No, not typically, which is which is weird. Yeah, so we're at the end of the movie. Everyone's dead apart from... No, everyone's dead, right? I, I've forgotten. Well, the, the helicopter crashes oh, and yeah. basically Jackie from Yellow Jackets, Ella Pennell, is the only surviving... Because Dave Bautista got bitten on the arm yeah right and he's a dead boy now yeah <laughs> uh tig dies in the helicopter crash that should be the sequel dave batista would be a really formidable zombie foe yeah <laughs> yeah agreed um so that's it like the film is over but don't worry because there's loads of open things that are open because we want to do more movies and the guy that was in the safe um, is on a plane well, he, after the, we've already mentioned it, but obviously I feel like it's important to reiterate that a nuclear bomb goes off. Yeah. And he is protected by a nuclear blast um, by a safe. And then when he opens the, the safe and he gets out, his skin doesn't melt off immediately. No. <laughs> um, There's no nuclear winter. This is a, an unradiated nuclear bomb. Yeah, apparently. There's, yeah. There is there is no radiation in this bomb, apparently. Like no literally, nuclear winter, no fallout. No it would wicket. turn into threads at that point. That's yeah. the film I want to see. Yeah. We should have watched threads. Oh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> don't feel like being depressed for the next two weeks? Not really, no. <laughs> yeah, movie's over. Uh, I mean... You sound so weary. I'm s- sick of thinking <laughs> about this movie, to be honest. I thought it was going to be a fun one t- to sort of talk about, but the more we watched it, or the two and a half hours, with five hours we've spent watching this movie in total now, Plus doing God knows research. how many hours of research, yeah. And I just, nah, I'm done with Army of Dead. <laughs> but I do have a, a better idea for I, Yeah, I want to hear this. For I'm a movie, all ears. Right? So we mentioned at the start of the podcast, what you mentioned about the three-minute montage of them getting out of Vegas. Yep. And I, that was the most interesting part of the movie for me. I think that the first, it should have been, first of all, 90 minutes. Yep. And the first 45 minutes would have been them getting out of Vegas. Mm-hmm. So- you get introduced to the characters. They all start off on their as own. As they're leaving, yeah. At, you know, they start off on their own. Maybe like I've, it's just as the infection's starting and the super okay. zombie boy is, is starting to eat people. Maybe Dave Batista's I don't know, circus boy because he's got huge <laughs> muscles and that would explain why he's got huge muscles. I don't fucking know. Anything <laughs> apart sure from what we've got. I'm sure they have wrestling in Vegas. Wrestling, that's a good one, yeah. And he's an actual wrestler, so yeah. that would be believable. <laughs> But you get introduced to all these characters separately and then they start meeting each other slowly over the first 40-odd minutes and it's just them okay. escaping They bond Vegas. as they have to band together to survive. Yeah, and we learn more about the yeah. characters in that in that first half of the movie. Okay. They they escape, but as soon as they escape, Tanaka's there like, I need you to go back. Yeah. Like uh. a Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> type thing. Yeah, Like okay. halfway through the movie, you think, You've got to turn oh, now they've got... Yeah, and I, I thought that was... A way better idea. And in the second half, maybe they have like a 10, 15 minute respite, overnight stay. We have a tooling up sequence. And then, you know. To replace the fake, here's the plan montage. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. They can do, but they can do. Here's the plan thing, or you could do a lot of things. Maybe you do that at the start of the movie, and then it's a time jump, and we get, and then halfway through the movie, it was the start of the movie. I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but you can still do all of the most interesting stuff. Yeah, you can still have planning the heist during that period of respite where they stay overnight they can tool up maybe you see someone who gets that chainsaw and actually does something interesting with it and then they go back in and then they've got to fight their way back in but I'm, it's harder this time I would rather time. have been watching that movie yeah that's what I thought yeah. and I, like that took me about four seconds to come up with that concept because <laughs> it just needs to be a zombie heist movie but I thought between the heist bit and the opening montage if you just extend the opening montage and make it interesting and then just get rid of everything else just pull it out yeah and that's it that's that's the kind of thing that i would want to see in a film I like that i kind of like that yeah i'm not gonna lie so in summation mm. this film is not good no i think it's pony if i'm trying to play devil's advocate there are things about it that i like there are things that i've never seen in zombie movies mm. which are on the one hand admirable and ambitious and unique but on the other hand like zombie movies tend to be a tried and tested formula because it works yeah. and it's good and straying from that formula too far as evidenced here doesn't necessarily end well no uh, but like i said earlier you can do whatever you want and make yeah. it interesting but i don't know like it's it's a simple concept that you don't need to overcomplicate it yeah. and there's a lot of things my issue with it there's a lot of things in this movie that i almost like Mm -hmm. uh, but that's most of the movie yeah. and that all adds up to being pretty fucking bad in my opinion yeah. I didn't even have fun with it I've heard a lot of people saying it's a fun movie no it's not I good, didn't find it to be but I fun. didn't find it fun because the whole way through I'm just going well I can't see anything it's all yeah. blurry that scene means nothing that's the not coming back the is too extreme in this scene the yeah. depth of yeah. field is insane yeah. the set decorators must have been so fucked off <laughs> yeah they spent all that time decorating yeah. the set can't see any of my and then work. it's all fucking blurred yeah <laughs> It's it's a it's a frustrating movie to watch. Is my best way of putting it. Yeah, because it could have been something good. One thing I will say is I think the acting for the most part is pretty on point. Everybody yeah. seemed to give it their best shot and seemed to be having fun, even while we weren't. <laughs> I think the acting was was probably better than I would normally notice. Yeah, because because the dialogue else was, was shit. Pretty shit. Yeah. Was there terrible. was a lot of really clunky dialogue that I noticed when people were saying these lines, but I think that they just did their best with it. Yeah, and for sure. Yeah, they, they, you know, Dave Bautista is great in, in everything. Like, he's a proper actor. He is, yeah. He's really good. And yeah, he was good in this. Tig was, uh, again, like, I think she did her best with she it. She had a difficult task. But all her lines were just like, yeah, I'm smoking or yeah, yeah I'm at a helicopter now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just 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 washing the helicopter and it's all quips. And it's like, I just got old very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, so the acting is probably better than I had given it credit for while watching. You're right. Yeah, the sentimentality of the, the father-daughter relationship didn't really work for me. Yeah. I didn't give a shit. There, it just felt like there were no stakes. And I think that's a huge error yeah. in a film of this kind yeah agreed and yeah if i'm gonna watch a film that's made entirely on green screen i would rather watch manborg thank you yeah i'd rather be watching manborg <laughs> i would rather be watching world war z than this movie fair fair that's which saying something while a terrible adaptation of an excellent book was a mediocre zombie movie it was it's, it was fine listen if if someone that doesn't really like movies said to me should i watch world war z I really want to watch a zombie movie. I go, yeah, fine. It's not a great movie, but it's better than this. <laughs> I think it's way better than this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Agreed. We're on the same page this yeah. week. So, Army of the Dead. 
<laughs> one star. Agreed. Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can stay up to date with us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok at sth underscore pod or support us on Patreon. Everything will be linked in the description.